0: A Tuesday edition of the Sports Bash starts right now. I'm Mike Gill, Hunter Brody. Josh Henning is producing today's show. You out there. Double dip on the Monday Night Football. Two kind of blah games. A lot of baseball last night. NBA Finals tonight. More baseball tonight. A lot of Eagles to dive into. Getting ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Letting the dust settle on the week three, uh, week four victory. Man, the season just starts flying by busy show today. You know him as the pick six master, Alex Singleton. He'll join us today at three fifteen. We'll talk about uh, his quick rise to start him. Now, Alex Singleton, three fifteen today, Eagles linebacker. Frank Close will uh, go over the Phillies options at general manager. Offseason news at three thirty. Andrew Decheco, football at four. PT is in the house. I had a conversation on the phone last night with Pete Thompson for about an hour.
1: What were you talking about?
0: Everything. Life. Everything. Yep. Who we're voting for. Oh, okay. No, we just had a good conversation. Haven't talked to the PT like on the phone, we text back and forth a lot. But not like a good old, you do a lot of phone conversating? No, not really. I'm a big text guy. Got a text from Billy Schwime today. Flat tire. Wow. That sounds right up the Schwimer's alley. No doubt about it. Wow. He goes flat tire. Yeah, I wonder where he was. Close to home, not close to home. I think
1: it was his wife's flat tire, actually. But now you're involved. You know, once the significant other gets the flat tire,
0: you get the call. That might be the focal No, call I he think my today. significant other would probably be better at changing the tire than I would be. Oh, you're anti. I'm not anti. She's just very handy. I'm not the handiest of handy people. Well, I came she's over Saturday.
1: Handy. You're cutting the trees, you're a handy man.
0: Well, I mean doing the hedge trimmings, not all that uh yeah, you've been in my garage. you see what she's doing yeah she's she's working she's got the CNC machine running I mean, she's got things going. If you need a wood project, let me know It's all that uh you know wood crafting she's got going yeah, she's very handy she would if we had a flat tire, she'd be the one that knows how to do it Well how me. about this so if you guys are both in the car together, flat
1: yeah. tire happens she's changing you're relaxing. I wouldn't say I'm
0: relaxing. I'd probably be looking over her shoulder like, hey, you need help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I respect the hell out of that. I not, really not, that I, not by, like, so you've been in my porch. It's screened in, right? Yeah. So one of the screens was ripped. So we had to get the new screen and the little wheel thing that, like, puts the screen up. She was all over that. I mean, that would have taken me a week to fi- I would have to YouTube it. I would have to figure that all out. She's got it all under control. The uh, lights that are up on the porch, that are around, yeah, she did all that. Okay, I mean, she's I'll, the hand, she's the handyman in this uh, relationship. Yeah, here. Look, I'm not the handyman's man
1: either in the relationship, but neither is my fiance. No, so see, now my, we have two non handyman's men. No,
0: she's she knows what she's doing. She's the handyman's man, and I'm just watching. That's fine. I yeah. respect it. No yeah, judge here. I'm youtubing it. She's doing it. Actually, she youtubes it. But like, if you go in our dining room. There is, uh, like, the light hanging from the ceiling. She did all the electrical work to put the, so that it dims. So she's an electrician as well. She apparently knows how to do the electricity. Huh. Jack of all trades. Master of none. How about that? How about it? Well. Where do we go from here? Uh, Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, jack of all trades, master of none, good uh, segue. Carson Wentz. I want to ask everybody out there. Everybody was pretty tough on Wentz first couple weeks, ourselves included. Did he win anybody back over? Did he sway anybody to say, you know what, I think Wentz has turned the corner. That's why I want to start today's show. I was thinking about this on my drive-in today. You know, I thought he played okay. I wasn't like, man, that Wentz really balled out. But they won the game. Did Wentz turn the corner for anybody out there to suggest that he's turning the corner and that his play can really start turning this season around and make you feel differently about this team?
1: I hate to go down this road, but it was almost as if I'm not making it seem like the execution doesn't matter because it obviously matters. And the fourth and four play to high tower was big. The touchdown throw was amazing. But it was almost like I feel his work ethic is what brought us more joy than anything else. I know it's the whole Aaron Rowan thing, but it's not. It's a different level. I was though. just gonna say it's a little different. It's than the Aaron that, but... Rowan. No, but it's different. Wentz has though. turned
0: into Aaron Rowan. No, where he's stop not it. a very good player. Stop but it! But because he ran face first into the wall, you love him. No, stop. Now, Wench, I don't think is getting the Aaron Rowan treatment though. I still feel like people find that he's flawed and has limitations. After you really love this guy.
1: I don't know. I mean By the way,
0: I just want to say this in a caveat. Nick Foles sucked the other day. Great point. He was awful. So I don't want to hear this Nick Foles stuff. Well, you know what Nick they Foles, say. Foles the reserve is fine. Nick Foles the starter stinks. Well, he stunk the they, other day. He they, was atrocious. They counter by pretty much saying, well, it doesn't matter
1: what he does anywhere else because when he's in an Eagles uniform, somehow he's magic.
0: I know, but I just want to throw that out there that he did not have a very good game on Sunday and unfortunately... You know, people always go back to this. Hey, you had this guy. You should have kept this guy. Every place he's gone to be the starting quarterback, he stinks. When he comes in as the backup, he seems to have a much better thing. So forget that. Okay, I'm just, you know, kind of throwing that out there. But I watch that game, and I'm thinking to myself about Wentz. Hmm. I still don't feel like this guy was that special player that made special Plays, even though he made the great throw. I thought he had three moments in the game on Sunday night that really stick out that I remember, and there's probably more that I'm forgetting. The fourth down throw to Hightower, where he freaking zipped it like a velcro, boom, boom, right to the numbers. I mean, Hightower almost couldn't drop that ball. The throw he makes, obviously, to Folgum. Is that his name? Folgers. Folgum. Folgum. Yes. 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 All right. And I thought the two-point conversion throw was a confidence-building throw. But other than that, I mean, he missed a couple throws, and you're going to miss throws. Look, if you watch that Cowboys game, all right, Dak Prescott, who was on pace for about 8,000 yards this year. Seriously, he's on pace for almost 7,000 yards passing. It's unbelievable. You know how much help he gets, though? Not all his throws are right on the money, perfect there. He's got guys that are – he had at least five or six throws where C.D. Lamb makes a great catch, Cooper makes a – he's got guys helping him out. I can't think of one play. I mean, even Fulgham making that catch. The ball is right there. He didn't have to make a play. It was there. I can't think of a play this year, maybe other than Ertz one-handing that ball over the middle. That's the one. I can't think of a play that any of – Wentz's receivers have helped the man out, not one. That's very true, and you even heard it through the broadcast. How many
1: receivers have Carson Wentz played with? It's unbelievable. It's so unrealistic what he has gone through when it comes to the weapons that he has to keep factoring through and running through. It makes no sense, and then the whole domino effect of it being a GM problem and a drafting problem comes back every time that this is brought up. But with Carson Wentz and his play, it didn't win me over to the point where now I expect him to be what he was in 2017. I just, I don't know if we can keep going back to that year, and that's okay, though.
0: Well, even if he was the guy from last year or the year before, I'll take.
1: Well, he didn't remind you of 2019, end of the season, four-game stretch, Wentz? Because that's what he kind of reminded me of.
0: 18 of 28. The stats don't, I don't think the stats tell it justice, though. No, I mean... Oh, man. I mean, Mullins was 18 to 26. He threw for more yards than Wentz did. 200 to 193. They both threw a touchdown. Wentz had a pick. Mullins had two. I mean, is he in the same boat as Mullins? No, no, no. I mean, if you look at the numbers, if I just looked at those numbers, 18 to 28, 18 to 26, 193, 200. One touch, one touch, one pick two picks and that's
1: where I think stats can be extremely flawed because if you watch that game you look at Carson Wentz and the way that he played that game using his legs utilizing his rushing yards as well in there and two totally different quarterbacks I think and that's that's saying a lot because Carson Wentz was still at the end of the day average but Nick Mullins was so below average and that's where I think the stats can be flawed when you just look at the box score afterwards
0: okay so here's something that's coming up the Eagles right now I get it. It's four games in. They're 1-2-1. and one. Nothing impressive. First place. They have the most impressive win in the division. Not even a close. Not They beat the 49ers. 49ers are... A... You don't think the Dallas comeback can overtake that one? Oh, over the Falcons? Yeah. No, but the two, the best win in the division is Philly beating San Francisco, and it's not close. I mean, Dallas beating Atlanta, woo-hoo. Washington beating Philly, woo-hoo, and New York does Uh, Does New York have a win yet? I don't think so. I don't think they do. No. So the best win in the division, sadly, is Philadelphia beating San Francisco. So based on that, I would say they are, yes, there's three wins in the division. Philly has one. They have a tie. Washington beat Philly and Dallas beat Atlanta. So Philly has the best win in the division. Not close. All right. That being said, what is about to come up? The next, Okay, the first quarter poll of the season is done. You're the best team in that division. That's not saying much. Philly has the Steelers, the Ravens, the Giants, and the Cowboys. That's their next quarter. Those four teams Steelers, Ravens, Giants, Cowboys. All right. Now, you go to Dallas, who right now at one and three, and you're thinking to yourself, man, one and three, this team, not very good. The defense, historically bad right now. They've got the Giants, the Cardinals, Washington, and Philly. They could easily. Let's say they go three and one in that stretch, and I just heard Greeny talking about this. Um, they would be four and four at the halfway point of the season. Totally different feeling, four and four than one and three, right? Absolutely. Philly, on the other hand, Steelers, you're an eight point dog. You're certainly going to be a dog against the Ravens. The Giants, you'll be a favorite, and at home against the Cowboys, I would probably assume you're going to be like the hat tip three. Philly could be in a situation where they go two and two. So you're gonna look at the halfway point. Dallas could be four and four. And if you go two and two, you are three, four, and one. It's pretty bad. My point I'm making here is I don't feel that Wentz's play. The way he played on Sunday night is making you feel any different about the next stretch of game. Like, they're turning the corner because he played better.
1: Well, is it because of Carson Wentz, or is it because you understand that Fulgham is not the answer? He's not the solution. Like, you just look at this roster as a whole, and you go, there's not enough playmakers out there to win football games. So, is it because of Wentz, or is it because you look at the overall roster, specifically uh, offensively and linebacker?
0: One difference is, I thought the defense played pretty well the other night, for the most part, but... One difference, I guess, if you're an Eagles fan, here's the problem. This stretch, Steelers-Ravens, I don't feel good about But how about... many
1: times do we see this happen where you write them off and they win? I know. I'm not H- saying H- they're going to the beat problem. the Ravens, here's...
0: but, you know. Steelers-Ravens. All right. Your confidence level, Steelers-Ravens probably low. Giants, all right, probably could beat the Giants. Cowboys, that game's going to be very interesting because I think the Cowboys are still, yes, their defense is awful but Philly's offense is painful to watch. So they can score. Dallas can score. You might give the Steelers too much credit, though.
1: They they are 3-0, and and their three opponents have a combined one win.
0: One win. Okay, yeah, I, I'm not writing this game off. Then you play the Giants again. So you have the Giants twice within the next five weeks. Cleveland, I don't know. How you feeling about Cleveland all of a sudden? Their offense seems to be clicking. OBJ seems to be getting in rhythm
1: there, finally, after how many attempts. So, it's definitely the most uh, interesting
0: we've seen, the Cleveland Browns. Right, whereas Cleveland, you're typically laughing and writing them off. The game's at Cleveland. Their offense seems to be, you know, they scored 49. Now, they scored 49 against Dallas. But I don't think Cleveland is one of those games. Heck, you're tied Cincinnati. Cleveland's better than Cincinnati is. I don't think Cleveland's one of those games where you're going in feeling like, All right, that's a game you know you're going to get. Seattle, Green Bay, the Saints. I mean, this is the stretch you got going, and then you play the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and Washington to close things out. Here's what I'll say. I need a better Carson Wentz than the guy I got the other night against that that slate of games. He played better, but he's got to be better than he was Sunday night. There's no question about it. Sunday night, I'll say... I think Scott Grayson graded him as a C. I think that's fair. Got to be better. He's got to play A or B-plus ball with that schedule for this team to go where they want to go. And I'm not saying this is a Super Bowl team. I'm not saying that. But I want to wake up and be like, hey, let's play some meaningful football this season. I don't want to be talking about the draft and whether Wentz is the guy I need Wentz to show me he's the guy and make this season meaningful. Well, it was definitely an improvement over the last couple of weeks, so if you want to be optimistic,
1: you can look at that. I probably would have gave him a C plus, a little better than a C, but not your B-, minus. so a C plus because he made that throw at the end. How many times would he get criticized, he's not clutch enough, he didn't make that play? Technically, the last two games, even though Cincinnati ended in a tie, the last two games, Carson Wentz, at the end of the game, put his team in a position to score a touchdown to make a play that needed to be made in two consecutive games. He did do that in the Cincinnati game to force the whole overtime and then with what we saw last week to make that throw. He's been criticized for not being able to make that clutch play. He made that play, and I'm not – I don't want to make it seem like I I thought Carson Wentz was phenomenal in that football game, but I do think that he deserves credit for what he did because while I say he battled and he fought, it's a different – Definition of the Aaron Rowan running into the wall. Yeah. Carson Wentz battling is a different storyline than the Philadelphia guy who just works hard, like T.J. McConnell.
0: Well, I will say this: I hope that he doesn't go down the road of becoming the Rowan running into the wall guy. I don't think he will, though. I just hope that's not the case. I look, that's admirable. Thank you for for laying it out there, running face first in the wall. I, but Aaron Rowan was a marginal player. Carson Wentz needs to be better than marginal. He needs to be better than the guy who grits it out every single week. It's admirable that he's – I think he leaves it out there every single week. I can never question whether or not he's giving me everything he's got, but he's got to be better than the guy who's Aaron Rowan running into the wall. That was my thought on the way in here. Like, is Carson Wentz turning into – I'm so glad you brought up the Rowan thing, though. I'm like, is he turning into the guy that ran into the wall and we love that guy because he ran face first? No, I don't want the guy that runs face first in the wall. I don't need that guy. I need the guy that I saw earlier in his career. That's the guy they need to get through that schedule because that schedule is brutal. I don't know if you're going to see him get to that level, but I don't think he necessarily needs to be that
1: level because then you're saying Carson Wentz can only be the MVP of the season every single year, and I just don't think that. No, no, that, no, that's no, no. Where I he think, is consistent, I'm
0: not saying he needs to be the 2017 Carson Wentz, but he's got to get back to 18 and 19. He's got to get back to that the, the guy that he. I don't think he has been close to the guy that he was even last year or the year before. Forget the guy he was three. Well, years was ago.
1: he even that great in twenty eighteen with the whole back injury. I think he finished five and seven before Nick Foles kind of stepped in because he had the back injury on top of recovering from the I,
0: thought he, the I knee mean, injury. I thought he wasn't that terrible. Year, I thought that year people because he was the MVP of the league the year before, the next year after that, his I, I just think that he wasn't close to the numbers he was the year prior. But in 2018 he had 21 touchdowns and 7 interceptions in 11 games. I mean, 21 and 7 is, is pretty darn good. I mean, he completed almost 70% of his passes, threw for over 3,000 yards. He had a quarterback rating in 2018 of 102, which was higher than the year they went, that people thought he was going to be the MVP when it was 101. But they finished, what, 5 and 7 was his record that season? No, well, the team just, you know, right. had and, a lot of injury problems. Th- but I thought that's why he I played stats. particularly yeah. well. They had a lot, that was the year with all the injuries in the secondary, you know, you had Shandon Sullivan and, and Bosby, their defense that year just was absolutely ravaged by injuries. Uh, last year he had 27 touchdowns and seven picks. You know, he had seven interceptions in 2017. He had seven interceptions in 2018. He had seven interceptions last year. He has seven already this year. Oh,
1: it's bad. I'm not trying to make it seem like he's been anything close to that, but I I just look at him and with the whole Aaron Rowan situation, you know, you always talked about how you feel like with Carson Wentz, and and maybe I'll package Doug Peterson in this together as a whole, and you can stop me if I'm wrong, but when you have these two, you always feel like you're involved. They never really allowed the season to just plummet, and you never really felt like you were completely out of it. Right now, it seems that way, but they had the win yesterday to kind of, or two days ago, to kind of give us that faith Once again, and the way that Carson Wentz played with that attitude of I'm putting the team on my back, I'm going to run for some yards, I'm going to play with everything I have. That's that feeling that you always wanted out of Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson as a duo of they're always going to keep me involved in games and in seasons. So that is something that, you know, we look at with these two and they've done that throughout their four years so far.
0: Yeah. uh, One number that's interesting, his completion percentage the year they went to the Super Bowl, 60.2. That's the worst completion percentage. That includes this year. So the year that people thought he might win the the MVP, he completed 60.2% of his passes. He's at 60.6 right now. Last year, he was 63. The year before that, he was 69. So his worst completion percentage came in his best year. Kind of an interesting stat. Now, this year, he's 60.6. The big difference is, that year that they went to the Super Bowl, he was averaging 7.5 yards of completion. He's at 5.8 right now. That's horrible. And that's a problem with roster, though, more so than just Carson Wentz. It is. No, it, his weapons thoroughly depleted, thoroughly beat up. The one thing I will say that makes me feel that he can kind of turn the corner and become you know, closer to that guy is if he gets these weapons back for the stretch run of the season, and you get a good run of Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. Now, Rager, you're probably not going to get back until after the bye week. So, I want to see, he's never had the offense the last two years that you thought he was going to have. Jackson, Alshon, and Ertz. Now, Goddard's going to be out for, what, at least two more weeks, right? Yeah, he's going to be out for some time. So, I want to see what the offense looks like with Wentz running it, with Jackson, Alshon, give me Greg Ward, give me Ertz, and let me see what that offense looks the like. The problem is,
1: well, I'm not disagreeing with you, yes, I want to see Carson in that offense, but what is Alshon Jeffrey going to be in his career right now, coming off of that Liz Franck injury? Deshaun Jackson and this hamstring, whether he plays or not, I still feel like there's going to be some sort of pain or discomfort that's going to stop him from being the Deshaun Jackson that we want him to be so in theory these guys coming back it's great but with where they are in their careers I just don't know if you're going to be getting the same production that we hope them to be because they're not five years younger anymore
0: by the way uh, some breaking news for the game this weekend there will be 5,500 fans in the stands in Pittsburgh this Sunday it's the first time this year the Eagles will play in front of fans now There's a possibility that the Eagles could have fans in the stands for their game next Sunday. The governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, has lifted or eased the restrictions in Pennsylvania. 7,500 fans can attend the Eagles game, but the caveat is the mayor of Philadelphia, because they have their own restrictions in Philadelphia County, he has to okay it. Apparently, the Allegheny County, which is where Pittsburgh is, they have lifted it for this Sunday, so the Eagles will play in front of 5,500 fans, which seems to be almost pointless. The game last night, Kansas City had fans. I mean, you wouldn't even have known. Really? You thought it was that poor? I mean... Yeah. I guess maybe I'm
1: accustomed to Kansas City having fans because I've seen them have it already, but remember when the You Browns- can barely
0: tell. They had them very spaced out. Right, but you still... I think you get more I'm of I'm not complaining. Atmosphere. I'm just yeah. saying, like... I can't tell if that's them cheering or are they still piping in the cheer.
1: I think they reported that that first game that was in Kansas City that we all watched, that was the actual normal, natural sound, which is a good thing, though, if you can't tell, right? I mean, doesn't that kind of show you that if it's not them, that it's solid? Like, if it's not the actual, I don't know. I mean, the way I look at it is if you can't tell, that means it's it's
0: a good thing. Well, I don't know if it was the fans that were there that they were that you heard through the television, or are they piping in that noise? That's From, what, that's what from I'm my saying.
1: understanding, that Kansas City game that we originally started the season off that was having fans, that was the actual natural sound noise of the fans being in the stands.
0: And that being said, they have a lot more fans than they are allowing in Pennsylvania right now, but when they show the aerial, it looks very insignificant. The stadium looks very empty still. Yeah, so I'm not sure up. that atmosphere... 5,500 fans is not going to give the atmosphere that you're hoping for, right? Would that impact the silent count? Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. But I would, I would imagine that season ticket holders will get first crack at tickets for the Eagles game next week. Sports Bash presented by Rocket Mortgage. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time? Find out what Rocket Mortgage can do for you. All right, we're just getting started. Alex Singleton, Eagles linebacker at 315 today. He's got an amazing story. I mean, this guy, Montana State, CFL, pick six. Got to love it. Uh, Got a Sports Bash Cash code word coming up at uh, 255, 355, 455, 555 today. It's your chance to win up to $10,000. That's right, $10,000. Listen for the Sports Bash Cash code word at 55 after the hour. Every hour starting at 9 a.m., Brought to you by Jersey Shore Federal Credit Union, now in the Peachtree Plaza in Hampton. All right, here we go. 609-403-0973. Get your text messages cranked up. 609-403-0973 on the playsugarhouse.com. text board. 609-403-0973. I almost would like to ask, give me the word or phrase that you would use to describe your feelings about Carson Wentz. Like, if I say Carson Wentz to you is blank, what's the word or phrase you use to describe how you feel about Carson Wentz as the Eagles quarterback right now? And has it changed from where do you used to feel about Carson Wentz? 609-403-0973, Sports Bash. Offseason. By no means are we a finished product. What offseason? It's football at four. Gill on 973 ESPN FM. All right, take it to 6. Don't forget Alex Singleton Eagles linebacker 315 today. Stick around for that. Text board is popping right now. This is G Unit popping. I'm Mike Gill, that's Hunter Brody. Hit up the playsuggerhouse.com text board 609-403-0973 609-403-0973. When we say Carson Wentz, what's the first word or phrase that comes to mind? 609-403-0973 on the PlaySugarHouse.com text board. We say Carson Wentz, what's the first word or phrase that comes to mind? Um, Carson Wentz is average AF. That's one. Got any comment? No. I mean, I don't
1: think he is personally, but then people will run the stats at you and will run the record at you and...
0: I guess that can kind of support the logic a bit. Right now, the numbers are, I wouldn't even say average. They're probably bad. And the numbers right now are bad. Four touchdowns, seven picks. Oh,
1: for this specific season. I meant his overall four years. If you add up his win losses, you're about average. Well, I
0: mean, and his touchdown to interceptions in his career is 101 to 42. That's very good. Absolutely. Better than average. Better than two to one. I mean, (laughs) that's significantly better than two to one. Absolutely. Uh Mulligan from Dennisville, Carson Wentz is average. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hmm. Is it okay just to have an average guy? Sure, because Ryan Tannehill is your average guy and he's on pace to get
1: them to the AFC championship again. So it uh, I've been on the record. You don't need that elite superstar. Yes, the elite superstar gets you to it gives you, you know, more hope and it, it puts you in a good position. But if we look at Aaron Rodgers, for example how many Super Bowls has he won? Right? Drew Brees, how many Super Bowls has he won? Russell Wilson, how many Super Bowls has he won? And these guys are the elite of the elite that everybody wants Carson Wentz to be. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying you don't want to have those type of players, but it's not the only way to win. The Eagles won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, who isn't even a starter at all. You know what I mean? So like, yes, you can win with average, and yes, it's better to have an elite quarterback but it's not the only way to win is being elite
0: if that makes sense yeah no I, I agree with that I don't know that I fully like the Tannehill thing and I I, I like the Titans but I think Carson they, but they have a tremendous run game that the Eagles don't utilize that's the difference you can have a guy like Tannehill be your quarterback if you have a style that suits him the Eagles don't they put the game in Wentz's lap. They don't put the game in Tannehill's lap that much in Tennessee. They tell him to turn and hand the ball off to, to Henry. No, I agree with
1: that, but I also think Carson Wentz is a different style quarterback. And if I want to counter that point, could I say, is it on Doug Peterson to, if he has to because Carson Wentz isn't as good as he
0: thinks, does he have to then adjust as a coach? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Here's the problem. We know that's not happened. He doesn't want to run the ball. This offense is predicated on. I have the number two pick in the draft. I built this offense around him. You, it's hard to just change it on the fly, change your whole organizational philosophy when you've built a roster around the strengths of what you perceive to have, which is an MVP level quarterback. I'm, right? a, I'm agreeing with you, and I, that's I what, like. The Titans wouldn't build a team around Tannehill throwing the ball. They build it around the fact that they have this you know, bell cow running back, and they that's the way they built their – the Eagles build a team that is built around the fact that they have Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm
1: just saying that there are ways to win games with an average quarterback. You don't just need to be elite because everyone else besides Tom Brady that's in that elite category only has one Super Bowl for a reason because it's so damn hard to actually do it. No question. So I, I just look at this and with Carson Wentz, And Doug Peterson, like, I see both sides. Like, you're right. The offense is built a certain way. But I I hate to compare coaches to Bill Belichick because he's so far on another planet, it's really hard to do it. But when you look at Bill Belichick, doesn't it seem like every week he looks at that matchup and then he he will force his team to play a specific way based off of that specific matchup? And I just don't know if... Doug Peterson, like Doug Peterson has one mindset. This is my offense, similar to Jim Schwartz. This is my defense. This is normally how I'm just going to play it. I'm not a big adjustment guy. I normally just have my system and I pray that that works for that week. With Doug Peterson, it's like, this is my system. This is what we're going to do. And with someone like Bill Belichick, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to attack this weakness of the other team. I'm going to attack this weakness. I don't know if Doug Peterson really attacks the weakness of other team. It's just, hey, this is our system.
0: Yeah, it's why each week you don't know who's going to carry the ball Every week get running back, if you're a fantasy player, it's like, which of these running backs? Well, they base which running back they're going to use based on which one's skill set is best to be utilized against that team's weakness on defense. Is it a guy who's going to run the ball? Is it a guy who's going to catch the ball on the backfield? You know, they have James White. They've got, you know, Dion, over the years, you know, they've had all these different guys that all do something a little bit different. You know, it's funny because... Again, I go back to, I want to see, before I get overly critical of Doug and the offense and the play calling and all that stuff, he really hasn't had the guys that he, let's say in the offseason, you're looking at your organizational depth chart, and you're like, I got Deshaun Jackson, I got Jalen Rieger, I hope to have Alshon Jeffrey, I got Dallas Goddard and Let me design plays for that group of guys. And Sanders. Miles Sanders. Let me design plays for that group of guys. Well, then Deshaun Jackson gets hurt, and so does Rigger. It's one thing for Jackson to get hurt and say, all right, well, the reason I got Rigger is because I could plug him into Jackson's role so we don't miss that speed and that play. They both get hurt. You still don't have Alshon. So now, does he have plays that he has designed and concepts to not have them, or does he have to really come up with that on the fly now because this is what you've been handed or does he have those guys running the plays that he designed for other players skill sets because let me tell you the guys he has now don't have the skill sets to run the same plays as what he had before Uh, Greg Ward is a nice player he ain't Deshaun Jackson speed wise so he can't run the same routes as Deshaun Jackson John Hightower can't run the same routes that you had for Alshon so I can understand you saying we'll design something else well guess what (laughs) You don't just do that on the fly and have everything clicking like, hey, let me make up plays for these average players and hope it works. I think to get by, to win a game with the limitations those guys have, I I think that's something. I'm not downplaying that. I think there's probably a little bit of both
1: because you can't just throw out your entire original playbook because some guys got injured. So I think it's a little bit of both. There's probably plays that are universal that could work with anybody in play. And then there's probably new ones that Doug Peterson has came up with over the week knowing that, okay, this week these are my guys. What can we do to maybe add some interesting plays with those ones? So it's probably
0: a little bit of both. And to to that point, though, Broads, it takes a little while – They, they said the other day that the play that they ran, the touchdown to Fulgham, it, they ran it one time in practice. They dialed up, and it works. Most times, that's not the case. You know what I mean? Like, you get a rhythm with the guy. You you catch a lot of balls from that guy. You run that play. You know his timing. I know how many steps it takes him to get to where it needs uh to be. All that stuff. That stuff's out the window right now. You're just going off of, like, schoolyard football. Like, all right, take uh, – eight steps cut over the middle. Hopefully the ball is right where you are, but I don't know how fast you get out of your break. I don't. You know, it, 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 there's a lot of timing that's out the window right now. Absolutely. And that's not, it sounds like it's an excuse and I get that, but there are reasons why I think the quarterback is not the guy we want him to be right now. And I think that that's fair.
1: The people who want to claim that you can't make excuses and you're just looking for excuses, there's a reality as well. You know, like, there's a cause and an effect, and sometimes when things happen, there is an effect, and I think you're seeing that with what's happening with this football team. Now, that doesn't mean that Carson Wentz didn't miss wide-open throws because there are plenty of times out there where Miles Sanders is open, where Richard Rodgers is open, and Carson Wentz is flat-out missing, and that doesn't relate to the timing issues that we are discussing in other parts of the field. And I want to
0: stress that if you watch enough football, that throw, those misses happen for everybody. Did you see Mahomes last night? He did not have a perfect game. No, I- in fact, he at, there was times when he was bad. Exactly. And that's my point. Is Rodgers had a couple overthrows. Yep. He had a couple guys open Matt overthrows. Ryan as well? Yeah. I mean, so that's the context I think we have to, to, to stress, too, is that it's very frustrating. It seems that Wentz does it a lot. He does do it a lot. But the difference, I think, and and this is really watching that Cleveland game against Dallas, Dak Prescott, who I have said over the last couple years that I put Dak right there. I'm not this guy that says Wentz is better than Prescott. No, I think Weskin Prescott, I think Prescott right now is playing better than Wentz is. I have no problem. If you told me you were flip-flopping those guys, I don't mind taking Dak. I don't mind having uh, Wentz. Here's the thing. Wentz gets zero help from his guys. Zero Prescott gets help. Lamb made a couple of plays. He gets his receivers make catches that at the end of the day are tallied on to Prescott's passing yard. So it makes it look like I'm not knocking Prescott, but you also need your guys to make a couple plays, not 10 plays. Two would be nice. I think Prescott got about five to six plays where his Skill guys helped him out and made plays that, hey, you need that. But Wentz isn't getting that right now. And I think it's her, aesthetically doesn't help him because some of the throws are a little off. And you say, you got to make that throw. Okay, yes, you do. You got to be perfect every time. You're not going to be perfect every time. So when you're not perfect, help me out, man. Make the catch when I throw it a little low. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's where. That's
1: how I felt about that second and nine throw to Miles Sanders. And and honestly, I was thinking about it the night of that touchdown pass. If that throw was a little bit off, just a tad bit off, and then Folga missed it, you would be ripping Carson Wentz into shreds, those people who want to go down that road, saying that, oh, he missed the throw because he was three centimeters off. He needs to find a way to place it perfectly. That's what elite quarterbacks do. No, no, no. That's what your imagination says when you want to fantasize about the perfect quarterback who never misses a throw sometimes you need players to actually go out there and make a play but you talk about Prescott and I know that this is why I feel stats can be flawed it was like a 30 point game at one point and granted they came back but when it's a 30 point game the defense is not playing the same way. They're not playing as intense. You have a thirty-point lead. You have a cushion. You allow the Cowboys to kind of get some yards, so they can kill the clock. I'm not knocking Dak Prescott, but when you look at his stats and you see how many yards he's thrown, but when you're down thirty-something points, it's a little easier that's to throw the
0: football around. Yep, that's a good point. Uh, by the way, Mohamed Sanu released any interest? Uh, you would have to be right
1: because I don't. Where's understand he playing? Him.
0: He was playing with. Uh, no, wait. I'm saying where's he playing on this team? Oh. Well, he was th- in San Francisco. They just released him because yeah. they got fifty other guys that can run out there.
1: But I'm just thinking Sanu about would
0: be the best guy you got. Wouldn't yes, he?
1: yes. I was going to say I'm thinking about where he would fit right now with this roster. He's probably your best wide receiver, and I just can't anticipate Alshon, uh, Alshon Jeffrey to come back and be a player that you can really rely on based off of what he's overcoming. So I think you got to look elsewhere. Release Dayal. You talked about it yesterday release him I don't, have a pro- I don't have a problem
0: with that scenario i can tell you that seriously i have no and what we asked uh uh to check that yesterday he says, yeah that'll send a message he would help out this football team tremendously based off of your limited weapons right now i don't know i mean
1: he's not phenomenal he's not great but he's like a, just a good wide receiver what did he do just,
0: last year he played with new receiver. england 26 catches for 200 yards. That's eight yards a catch. I mean, he's he's not, he's never been a, he's more of a, he's more of a Alshon Jeffrey what he is. Yeah, he's a possession guy. But
1: don't you need that right now? Sure. I
0: mean, could he fill in for Jeffrey? Now, I guess the question would be is Jeffrey getting close to return? Probably. I mean, how close is Jeffrey from actually playing? We hear, oh, he's going to play in September. Well, now we're getting into the second week of October. Is he going to play this week? I don't know. Because if, if he doesn't, maybe you take Sanu. You got oh, the problem. Like Sanu is, a, is another Ward. He's better than Ward, I'd say. But you're right. But, right yeah, but Ward now, knows the offense. Wentz is comfortable with them.
1: But why can't you find a way to utilize both? You
0: got two. I guess you could. I mean, you just got two plodding slow guys. Fulgham. <laughs> is he going to keep playing?
1: When all these players return, is he going to stay in the lineup?
0: Doug said yes, Hey, I hope I have to make those tough decisions on who, who I have to play. I don't know. Does Folgum have – he had two catches, by the way. One just happened to be a big one for 42 yards. We're talking about Folgum, for God's sakes. Folgers. Is that the name of the coffee company? Folgers is coffee. Yeah, that's Fulgham's what I think about receiver. every time I think about it. Folgers. I'm a Maxwell House guy. Are you? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you just don't we know? We switch it up. Okay. Like right you now. You get the big tubs, right?
1: Yeah. Folgers is the big red one. Maxwell well, we House the is K the blue. Cups. We got the K Cups. Oh, you go, K Cups. Yeah. See, I have the Ninja, which gives me my ground coffee. Then I have I have a whole coffee bar.
0: I got it all. What do you do with the Ninja? Well, what do you mean? What do I do with it? Like, you, how do you make the coffee with the Ninja? Well,
1: like no. A, like a Nutribullet? No, see, two different things. It's the same company, but this is a coffee machine. Iced coffee, iced tea, just normal hot coffee. I got all these sections, touch screen. It's huge. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Brought to you by East Coast Roofing, Siding, Windows, serving all of South Jersey. If you call, they'll show up. Visit them online at EastCoastRoofing.com. You know, I have to use the uh, bullet for my coffee in the morning. I ha- I make the bulletproof coffee. You put butter in there. You put the MCT oil. You blend it all together with the cinnamon. That's the only oil. Not THC oil. No. No? I probably could use it. You know, I forgot the door code to get into the building today. I heard you telling I had that to some story. senior moment. That's bizarre. I texted Josh. What's the door code? No way. You yeah. went to the You had to go to Josh to remember it? Somebody finally let me in. I tried the door code probably ten times. Finally, I was like, I gotta text somebody. Couldn't get in. You need a day off. That'd be nice. Sports Bash Live 973 ESPN, the free mobile app powered by First Bank of Seattle. Turn it on. Leave it on back to the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. Uh, we got another uh, Sports Bash Cash Code word coming up for you at 255 today. Stick around for that. It's a chance to win $10,000. That's right. $10,000. If you know this Sports Bash Cash Code word, enter it on our website. Five, rewind. We had a couple games last night. We got games all over to play. My dad said I had lunch. My dad's he's like, you must be going. I said, last night I had two football games. I had baseball games going on. NBA final. My dad a little violation on my dad, by the way. Why? Sunday night, he watched NBA Finals over Eagles. What? He's a LeBronsman. So am I. I should have a nice conversation with your father. Yep. Will he be in attendance at the party? Uh, he will be stopping by in the early portion. Okay. Yep. Okay. Maybe I catch he him. He went NBA Finals over the Eagles. That's weird. Very weird. Is he, he's diehard Eagles? Uh, he's a big sixer guy. Okay. Big hoopsman. But, I mean, come on. You go home team over... LeBron? Well, I'm a LeBron's man too, so I, I can at least... Well, how'd you pre- play? Well, I went
1: Eagles big TV, LeBron's man off to the side on mute.
0: Yeah. I said, he said, ah, I didn't really watch the game. I said, what were you doing? He said, I was watching the NBA Finals. He had a good game, though. All right, let's get into this. You By the way... You off the court early. Oh, stop. <laughs> you're 61-59 and 59
1: after yesterday, so you're starting to get close to a 500 record. It's getting closer and closer. You're giving as me a these clear. coin flip questions. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of this thing. What do you want me to do? I gave you some standard questions. Kansas City, minus 11, or Pats, plus 11. You were correct. You picked the you picked the uh, the uh Chiefs. Now, it's a shame you didn't get a better quarterback matchup. Hoyer, get out of here. Stidham, meh.
0: Yeah, I was disappointed, too. Yeah. Because my fantasy quarterback's Newton. And since my backup was Foles, Ooh. and he stunk. Ooh, that's why you were so pissed
1: off about him today. More so than you would be. You well, lost a big matchup. Very big. All right. well, I got blasted by Kittle. Yeah, that probably hurt as well. All right, well, I asked you if Pat Mahomes would get over under 295.5 passing yards. You said over. He got the under. It was a pretty boring game, I'm not going to lie to you. Some bad, bad play, or not play calls, but calls from the referees. Let me ask you, do you like the double disco on Monday night? love it. And here's the difference between the standard one that you get on week one. The games were at 7-9 and nine. instead of... Eight twenty and ten forty-five. You got seven and nine. That that was beautiful. I yeah, thought. I'm
0: sure ESPN wasn't thrilled.
1: Yeah, I know, but it was funny
0: because during the CBS broadcast, they were like, "Over on ESPN." I'm and sure I was, they had to. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I ESPN was like, "Listen, <laughs> if you're putting that game on CBS, you better be pumping us up ad nauseum." I thought it was. I thought it was crazy, though, to think that the
1: CBS platform's like, oh, go on over to ESPN and check out what Aaron Rodgers well, is doing. Well, CBS
0: ass backwards themselves into a Monday night football game. I right. Mean, come on. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty wild to see, though.
1: But yeah, I'm down for it. I like that. Now, the Packers took care of business. You took the Packers by six points. You were correct. But Matt Ryan, the over under was 305 and a half for passing yards. He wasn't close. You took the over. You were wrong. And then the Yankees raised last night. You went well, with the race.
0: I can't believe Ryan, because they were down all game. Right. How did he not just, well, uh, Jones has been terrible this year. Correct. And you he know? left the game early yeah. with an injury. So. Jones has
1: been bad. I don't know. He tried to force a couple to Ridley. Ridley dropped one in the end zone, although a great defensive play there at the end. But Rays-Yankees, how would you feel about that? Were you into it? Because I know you were all in on the Rays. You're yeah, I was
0: it. watching 4-3 in the 8th, and... I forget who it was. Was it, um, there's a lefty up the bat. He hits the line drive over the second baseman's head, 5 3. At that point, by the way, the Marlins, man, this Marlins team is driving me nuts. Yeah, I don't know why you hate them so much. I love them, they're just playing great baseball.
1: They stink in theory, but guess what? They're playing great baseball.
0: Driving me nuts. Why does that bother you? Because they don't deserve to be in the playoffs.
1: Then then these teams should beat their asses.
0: Yeah, I know. If you're the Braves and you get to this playoff game against the frickin' Marlins and lose but the Marlins... job are, should be lost. But they're playing well. You got to credit the Miami
1: Marlins. They're playing phenomenal ball. Look at that great rope down the third base. I know.
0: They're playing great ball. I get it. Oh, I miss baseball. It just makes me feel that this whole thing's a fraud with them in the playoffs playing like this. Nope. Everyone has a fair opportunity at this point. I'm I never going to discredit anything for this. Uh, I, at 4-3, the guy hits a single, makes it 5-3. That's when I kind of went back to the... I was going all three, back and forth. I had the game on... Uh, I had the one football game on my laptop, and I was all over Were you on the porch? No, not last night. You went inside? Yeah, I watched Eagles game on the porch, though. Sunday night, I was outside. It's a nice spot. Really good spot. Can't wait for you to get that second TV. I have possibly a third coming. Whoa. Well, the girlfriend was telling
1: me when I stopped by Saturday, she's not letting you put the TV to the left of the TV now. What's your thoughts
0: on that? I know. She's all about, because we have a door. That was never opened ever. It hasn't yes. been opened once. And she's like, well, the TV's going to block the door. It's a hazard. I said, we haven't opened that door once. And guess what? If there's a fire and I have to open that door, I'll run right through the television. Yeah. There'll be some more TVs for the party. Sports Bash Live, 9730 ESPN. Hey, the Sports pet Cash code word is ear. E-A-R. Enter it now on our website, 973 esbncom Ear. E-A-R.